Entrepreneurship isn't hard. I equate it to losing weight. Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and I'm so happy that you are joining me today. Subscribe if a CEO mindset is something you want to obtain and you want to find the intersection where your work and life coexist. The sky is the limit when you're clear about your value, consistent in the way you share said value, and you're upfront and honest about who you are while sharing it. There are so many examples to follow and learn from. Let's get into today's, shall we? I try to cram a ton into each podcast episode, but I recognize that sometimes you only have time for the cliff note version. That's why my YouTube channel, Be The Brand TV, may be the perfect answer to a quick how-to question. Need a little discussion or follow-up? That's okay too. I've got you, boo. My Facebook group, BTB Boss Talk, is a community of people just like you looking for answers to questions seldom discussed about the how-tos of marketing authentically. Regardless of your need, I've got it covered. So use the link in the show notes to get plugged in today. This week, we're talking about the road not taken. All right, so what could happen if facts aren't acknowledged? You don't construct a personal framework or develop a personal brand. That's the question. I want to analyze this different side or the opposite side of the coin so that we can understand exactly where the disconnect could potentially happen, right? Last week, I talked about the fact that entrepreneurship really isn't hard. I don't think it's very difficult to be an entrepreneur. However, I did equate it to losing weight because that has been a struggle of mine for years. And the way I look at it is there's a difference between knowing how to be successful at entrepreneurship and actually putting forth the amount of effort that's required to be a successful entrepreneur. I think that's where people are missing the boat. So I want to look at what may be happening when this disconnect happens for you other people, me, things like that. Last week or in the weeks past, we've been talking about Bridget and her quest to monetize her blog and all the things. And we went last week and we talked about exactly how she was able to make the best decisions for her business and she had a positive outcome. But I kind of wanted to look at it from a different standpoint this week because this is a possible outcome as well that I'm going to share with you today. And it might be what's happening with you in your business right now, or it may be what is preventing you from starting a business in the first place. So I want to look at some of these things. It's four of them. This podcast is not going to be long today, but I do want to look at this because I believe it's the opposite side of this coin, this whole idea of really getting what you want out of your business and me trying to share with you the ways that I think are the best in creating a solid foundation for your business, i.e. a personal framework, creating a personal brand, leveraging that personal brand, all the things so that you can have authenticity in your business, that you can connect with your target audience in an organic way, that you don't appear salesy. All these things are what I'm trying to share with you that you can do when you create a personal framework and then a personal brand and then leverage that personal brand. But if you decide that that is not what you want to do, this could be potentially what happens because I believe that's where the disconnect is, is not having that foundation. So let's look at these four things. The first one is decision deficits. That could definitely happen. What is the decision deficit, Andrea? You say, well, it is not making the right decisions to set yourself up for success. That's where these decision deficits happen. Well, what are some of these things? Well, the decision to decide on a product or service that you want to sell. If you haven't done your due diligence to really understand your value, your why, 
show, um, understand the value that you're bringing to the table and how you can monetize that value, then you might choose to do the wrong product or the wrong service as your business. And that has happened. Now, I don't want to get this confused with the journey that your passion is going to take to help you ultimately achieve the final destination of your business idea. And, and that's a whole nother can of worms. We'll get to that another day. But sometimes people get into business and they start doing something and they realize that it's not really what they wanted to do. And now they're stuck. They have this business. And the, the question is not whether or not um, they can pivot it, but it's how do they need to just get cut it out altogether, like just stop doing the business altogether. So that's where the, the decision deficit comes in. The next one is who to take on as a client. That's the decision deficit. Some people find themselves working with people that they wish to God they had not taken on as clients. Dr. Phil says, if you marry for money, you will have to earn every penny. You don't want that in your business. You don't want to take on clients that are just not going to do it for you, that are not going to serve you or that you have to overserve to get the pennies that they're willing to give you. So this is an area of a decision deficit. Another one is who to partner with or who to collaborate with. If you, I just recently did a collaboration and in that conversation and working with those ladies, they praised me. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but they did have very nice things to say about how I went about that collaboration. Um, if you are not careful in your business and you have not done your due diligence to understand how you need to work, who you think will be the best match for working in that capacity with you, who can help to elevate you or, or who has the same dynamic or is like-minded. If you've not done your due diligence to understand what you need to do and be your best, then you will connect yourself with people who may not be the best for you. And so again, this is a decision deficit. Another one might be what type of content to create. If you are listening to other people and the next one that we're going to talk about interpretation over uh, imitation over interpretation, um, I'm sorry, interpretation over imitation. No, I had it right. Inter in imitation over interpretation. Oh my gosh. Um, but if you are busy looking at other people's content and thinking that you have to create the same type of content that you see someone else is creating in your space. And because that person is successful in the space, you think that you have to do exactly what they did, then you might be creating the wrong type of content. This is a poor decision. Next, the next thing is like where to distribute this bad content that you've created. If you haven't done your due diligence to understand your audience, to understand how they like to receive the information, then you are going to make the wrong decision and you're gonna be on platforms where your customer is not, or you're going to be on a platform where your customer needs to get the information a certain way, but you're not giving it to them that way. So this is how you end up with these def um, decision deficits because you've not put forth the amount of effort necessary to be a successful entrepreneur. And I believe some of the right um, putting forth of effort is creating a personal framework, constructing one, and then developing a personal brand. The next thing that could be um, on the other side of this coin that we're looking at today is imitation over interpretation. I flubbered over that <laughs> earlier, um, but it really is a, a, a problem. It, it could pose a huge problem if you are valuing imitation over interpretation. And this is feeling the need to do things the way you see other people doing them instead of learning what you need to do and be your best. And then using that to achieve similar results. See, 
similar results versus thinking that you can achieve the same results. There is the difference. When you imitate someone, odds are you're thinking that you're going to see the same results that that person is getting because you're doing exactly what it is they're doing. And that is not the case. You do not have their influence, experience, passion, or perceptions. So you can only do things the way you do them. And if you were to interpret what you see, i.e. knowing what you need to do and be your best, the way you communicate, the way you operate, if you use that to fuel an interpretation of what you see, then you can start to achieve similar results. What does this affect, Andrea? Well, it affects how the hows of your business. How do you set up systems? How do you set up your operations, your financial, your marketing? Marketing is the most popular here. How do you do that? Do you want to imitate what you see someone else doing and then you have operations and systems that just do not work because you, your personality can't keep up with them? It's too much. It takes too much effort because you didn't take yourself into consideration. Also, personal style is another one that you imitate over interpret. I believe that your nonverbal communication speaks volumes to who you are way before you ever get a chance to open your mouth. So if that's the case and you're interpreting someone else's style just because you see that it's working for them and you don't take the time to determine what is going to work best for you, what you feel most confident in, what you feel most in control in, what you feel most credible in when you walk into a room. If you don't do your due diligence to find that out, you're not going to achieve the same results. And sometimes you can appear to be presenting the wrong message because your personal style, the nonverbal message that you're putting together is not communicating what it is you think it's communicating. So the other side of this coin, if you've not done your your work to create that personal framework like Bridget did, these are some things that could happen. Another thing let's just look at that could happen is what I like to call message malfunction. Now I have, I have to say, struggled with this myself and it's something that I work on over and over again, only because I feel what I do, the way I'm talking to you, what I'm teaching is such an abstract thought that most people are considering how can they make more sales? How can they present themselves to their audience in the best way? And they're they're imitating instead of interpreting. So therefore, they're just doing what they see other people doing and they think it's working. And what I'm telling you, I think the message that I'm bringing to the table that is a little bit harder to grasp is that if you really get in control of your personal brand and you put action to that, i.e. personal branding, and use your personal brand and leverage it across area aspects of your business so that you have more authenticity and genuineness in your business. It will help you make better decisions, set up your systems in a way that reflect what you need to do and be your best. And then you can create strategies with your voice because now you have determined what you want your message to be. And doing that makes it so much easier for you to connect with people, vendors, collaborators, because now you can clearly identify, clearly express what it is you want to get out of the relationship, what you want people to get from what you're bringing to the table. So I believe that with all my being, and I have a process for that, but I have found that difficult to communicate because everyone doesn't resonate with the term personal brand the same. Everyone doesn't com- doesn't communicate the same idea of marketing and the the 
the application of marketing to their business. And so for me, this has been a little bit of a, a, um, a struggle, but it's not because I don't understand it. And it's not because what the way I define this here, that's not really my issue. Um, it's really more internal, but a message malfunction is really struggling to identify the needs of your audience, then communicating with them in a way that attracts, engages and converts them. So I definitely have determined the uh, needs of my audience because people are coming to me telling me what their challenges are. The difference here is that they don't want the answer. They don't want to hear what I'm telling them because that is requiring people to do work that they don't necessarily want to do. And most people, I'm sure you will agree, want the shortcut. They want the shortcut answer. But again, if we go back to that analogy of losing weight, we all know what is required. We know how to lose weight. It's just what amount of effort are we willing to put towards it to achieve the goals that we want to achieve. And that, that's where I think the the message malfunction happens for me is that people know exactly what I'm saying and they understand it and they believe it to be true. But to put forth the effort required to actually do the work, create that personal framework, develop their personal brand and then leverage it. I think that is where the 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 malfunction is happening because people just don't want to do the work. But you don't stop. Right. You just keep going. But where else can this show up? When your message is malfunctioning, the other thing that can happen is you create viewer confusion. People get confused because, and I am guilty of this as well. I remember when I first started um, trying to transition into more personal branding over like just strategy development or just um, personal styling my clients when I combined all of this together to create what I call personal branding, the leveraging of your personal brand. People were a little bit confused in how it worked with their business. And so, again, understanding your terminology, understanding your audience, what what words are they saying? How can you put those same words into your marketing efforts so that it connects their ears perk up and they hear what they've said out loud? They hear it being presented back to them. So that kind of makes a connection. So I understand how that could be an issue, viewer confusion. But you want to make sure that you're getting clear with your message so that you don't have that malfunction. Next, the other thing that can happen from a message malfunction is a lack of sales. Um, obviously, if people don't understand what you do, they don't know how it can help them. Therefore, they're going to just like step over you to go to the person who's saying something that resonates with them. And the thing about that, guys, is that they may not what what they hear and think resonates with them or whatever is not necessarily what's going to solve their problem. Right. Because without sometimes what I am sharing with you, yes, you can find someone to do your marketing. This happens all the time. Yes, someone can do your marketing in your social media. But are they really identifying the right audience? Are they getting people who are going to want what you have the way you're giving it? Or are they just connecting with people and getting that one off sale for someone who just needs that service at that time? Yeah, that could be what you're looking for, but I doubt it. I think all of us want longevity in our business. So why do we want to just do one-offs, right? We want to get our messaging right so that we can get those sales and get that loyalty and build that rapport and get those referrals. The other thing that can happen from a message malfunction is low engagement. You might not be getting the engagement you want on your social media platforms. Well, that could also be because you're not in the right place <laughs> for your uh, social media. You might be in the absolute wrong place. Um, we talked about that before, understanding the type of content and where to distribute that content. The other thing that can happen from a message malfunction is just you're attracted to the wrong people. This has happened too. Um, also, you think that 
you are serving a certain group of people. You think this is who you want to serve, but because your messaging is not on point, the wrong people are filling your bucket. And these are people who don't have the money. They don't have the budget. They they like what you have, but they just want you to, they want to call you and they want to um, just bend your ear. They want to just ask you a question, get your thoughts on a certain thing. These are not necessarily right people because they don't want to spend money with you. So what are you doing? Is your message getting crossed? Do they believe that you're the type of person that is willing to just let them bend your ear for no money? Or are they the type of people who want to solve their problems and they trust that you are actually going to be able to help them with that? If your messaging is not right, there's a message malfunction. It's going to hinder your ability to get to the right people. Now, lastly, the thing that I believe could be the opposite side of the coin when you when you don't do your due diligence and create your construct your personal framework and then develop a personal brand is you have missed opportunities. And what happens is you find yourself being focused on the wrong thing because you're not sure of your why. Okay. And this blinds you to opportunities that could actually result in you meeting your goals. Now, one there are these things that I'm gonna tell you now are a direct result of you not identifying your personal framework. I mean, they are just, this is the reason that I feel like personal developing your personal framework is so important because it minimizes what I'm about to share with you right now. Number one, it minimizes fear of the unknown because you know what your strengths are. You understand what your limitations are and you understand what you desire and you understand your non-negotiables. And so guess what? When you construct that little box of those four walls and you operate within that, you no longer have to allow fear to take hold of you. Now, I'm not saying that fear won't happen, but you'll be able to um, control that fear of the unknown because you will know what you're capable of. And then there's just that fear period. You can sort of minimize just fear period, fear of taking risks because you know those strengths and you know what your limitations are and you can construct those circumstances for optimal success to make sure that you are going to absolutely be able to achieve the best you could possibly do. Then the fear is really removed or at least minimized because you taking those steps that you wouldn't normally take because of fear will result in a positive um, result because no matter what happens, you know that you've done your absolute best to be your best. And how do you know that? Because you have done the work to determine what your strengths are, what your limitations are, desires, and your non-negotiables. And as long as you operate within that, you know that when you apply that to something, you are going to be bringing your all to it. So even if it fails, even if it doesn't work, you can pat yourself on the back for taking the risk risk, and you can pat yourself on the back for bringing your A game and know that you didn't leave any effort on the table. The other thing is it kind of minimizes the lack of opportunity. Well, it increases the lack of opportunity when you, um, this is how missed opportunities can be manifested. When you, when you don't have a lot, uh, you don't have confidence in yourself this is also a direct result of you not constructing your personal framework because you don't know your strengths. And if you knew your strengths, you know how to position yourself in a way that those strengths shine, that you could be confident in your abilities. And then also it helps um, if you have not done your due diligence with your personal framework, you have limiting beliefs, right? That's what you, you don't, you believe what people have told you. You have not, I call it unpacked your bag. 
um, and you are still allowing other people's thoughts of you, other people's expectations of you, other people's labels that they've put on you to prevent you from achieving your goals because you're allowing those limiting beliefs, that negative tape to continue to play in your head. So I just believe that, you know, if you were to look at the possible outcome, if you do not do your due diligence and construct a personal framework and develop a personal brand, I believe that this is what, this is the, these are the disconnects that will happen. And fortunately, Bridget, as you know, it did not allow these things to hinder her from having success in her quest to monetize her blog. She didn't allow these things. And so thankfully she did construct her personal framework. She did develop a personal brand and she did apply that. As you know, if you go back to last week's um, podcast episode, if you haven't listened to that, definitely go back and listen to that. I will link that in the description box below or in the comments below, because I think it's important for you to understand. Yes, there is success when you follow this, if you do these things, but there can also be this disconnect that happens and you decide you don't want to follow it. You don't want to construct a personal framework or develop a personal brand. And so these four things that I just mentioned to you, the idea of having a decision deficit, uh, imitating, over-interpreting, um, having message malfunctions and missing opportunities, is definitely these are definitely possibilities when you do not construct your personal framework and develop your personal brand. So inevitably, there will be times in your business where you'll have to navigate circumstances outside of your zone of genius. Like everything works great when we feel like we're operating in our zone of genius, right? Well, when you're in business, there will be times, often more than you wish there to be, where you have to figure out a way to operate outside of your zone of genius. What will you do? How will you determine the right move? You've seen now the other side of the coin, meaning you know what could happen or what you could go through if you decide that constructing your personal framework and developing your personal brand isn't necessary. So can you succeed with making money in your business without doing this? Absolutely. Or yes. Can you achieve your goals? Yes. But will you experience unnecessary struggle, hardship, and frustration? I believe the answer to this is unequivocally yes. Absolutely positive, affirmative, <laughs> any other word that that means yes. Um, yes, I believe that you will experience unnecessary struggle, hardship, or frustration. Now, an entrepreneur article that I recently read says high performing entrepreneurs handle their stress and struggle by finding their Zen place, staying organized or writing things down. They use gratitude and goals and they use, um, they know what needs to be delegated and they surround themselves with like-minded people. Now, the way I see it is you've got to know your strengths, limitations, desires, and non-negotiables to know what makes you zen, to know how to stay productive, to set the right goals, to onboard correctly, and to pick the right people to connect with in the first place. Now, I would definitely like to hear your thoughts. So after listening to this episode, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a comment and tell them to me. Tell me what you think about these two sides of the coin. Do you find them to be true? Do you want to make some adjustments? Are you ready to flip your coin over? Okay. Also, leave a review. Tell me what you think about this series so far. I want to know 
We've been doing this little case study. We've talked about Bridget the past four weeks, but this week we sort of took it uh, a little bit uh, differently and flipped the coin to see what could happen if Bridget hadn't taken the road of uh, constructing her personal framework and developing her personal brand. So let me know. Leave a comment below. Also, go ahead and engage with me over on Instagram and YouTube because I chat. I can chat with you easier over there in real time if you DM me or if you leave comments on my videos. Um, we have new videos coming out a couple times a week as well as shorts. And then I also have Instagram that I'm uploading stories and reels on a regular basis. So anyway, yeah, let's just engage over there. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, and we can kind of continue the conversation on those platforms. Thank you so much for listening. That brings me to the end of this week's episode. I hope you join me again next week. And definitely connect with me on these other platforms, Instagram, YouTube, and um, uh, TikTok. I'm over there as well. I'll leave all that information in the show notes. But thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. Don't forget, leave those comments. That does it for today's episode of the CEO Mindset Podcast. Remember, this is the place to be to find the intersection between your personal life and your business life so that they coexist. It's also where you learn how to consistently evolve and be open to the failures that happen, be open to the opportunities, be open to the opportunity for change. Make sure you are subscribed. Leave your comments below about today's episode if you have any questions, comments, Concerns. I want to hear all about them and I want to hear how you are using what you hear to grow your business, live the life you love and have that quality of life that we are all looking to achieve. All right, guys, don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, AF Patrick. Definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. All the links that you need to continue following and being a part of the BU Boss Squad community is listed in the show notes along with any other links that I think might be amazing for this particular podcast. Remember, we are on all the podcast uh, platforms. So if you have not already, find us and subscribe. See you again next week.